this is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about how we're different tends to show us really how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. Good Sunday morning. We have just experienced what for many Americans, likely and many Atlantans, was one of the most unusual Thanksgiving holidays in our lifetimes. And if history and this year is true to form, Christmas will likely be the same way. For many, that may mean celebrating alone in a year when being alone has become a thing because of COVID. For many, that may mean not traveling to see friends or family or trying to show our elders how to use Zoom or some other online platform to have a virtual visit. 2020 has not turned out to be the year many expected, and the holiday blues may be more intense than expected. My guest is Stephanie Nichols. She is an owner, small business owner, a therapist, and a licensed clinical social worker. On December 10th, she's offering a virtual workshop on overcoming the holiday blues, mental health maintenance during the season. Stephanie's owned her own private practice, Mindful Therapy Works for more than five years. She's passionate about serving the community. She says your mental health is no different than your physical health, and she's an expert on coping strategies for managing stress and dealing with depression and anxiety. Mindful Therapy Works offers counseling for adults, adolescents, small groups, and large. She also does mental health presentations like the virtual one that's coming up on December 10th. The holiday blues. We this time normally might would have this kind of a conversation, but I thought it's super important that we do it this year, considering everything everyone has been through. Stephanie, welcome to Perspectives. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me this morning. How was your Thanksgiving? Let's ask that. My Thanksgiving was well. Um, we did the best that we could with the time. And so we had a small Thanksgiving with the people that we live with. And um, we Zoomed the people that we did not live with. And that was just fine. And um, it went well. I think there were many families who had to do that. But another concern for most of us might be the fact that the news reported over the course of the Thanksgiving week, more than 6 million Americans chose to fly, to go home, to go visit relatives whom they've not had an opportunity to see all year because of COVID. And now these people are going to have to come back home. Uh, What are your thoughts about that? I have various uh, various thoughts about it. I think a lot of us are experiencing, you know, the term COVID fatigue, where we just need to do things differently and um, go see family and friends, you know, despite the pandemic. And so I think a lot of people have flew anyway due to COVID fatigue. But now that um, people are returning home, some of the same issues may creep back up again, that loneliness isolation, um, dread, low motivation. So um, I have various feelings about, you know, people flying out during COVID and then coming back home for the rest of the uh, year. 
Talk to us about COVID fatigue. Uh, we've been in this since essentially the second week of March. Not everyone has had the opportunity to work from home. Some people, our frontline workers, have had to go in and do their jobs each and every day as if there were not a pandemic. And now here we are at the one time of the year when you tend to come together with friends and with family, and we're being discouraged from doing so. Right, and that's very difficult. It's very, very hard. And I think if you um, have not already experienced symptoms of anxiety and depressed, depression during this time, those types of feelings may start to creep up if they haven't already, and they may even be more amplified as we go through the holiday season. So COVID fatigue looks like an array of things. It may look like anxiety, depression, or it may look like, I don't even want to try anymore. I just want to do what I want to do and kind of, you know, throw caution to the wind. So COVID fatigue looks like a variety of things. And it's all based on what you just said, not being able to see loved ones, still having to work through the pandemic, not knowing when this will end, you know, so it's just a lot um, going on emotionally um, that the term COVID fatigue comes from. People are just exhausted of living in, in these times. What are some tools that you are sharing with your clients, especially those clients who might have a tendency to shut down, to experience greater anxiety and be sad because it's not the way it's supposed to be this time of year? Right. So the number one tool I always say really is to kind of start with your mindset and your thoughts. So you have to be aware of what you're telling yourself on a regular basis. Literally any negativity, you know, anything that we're talking or telling ourselves on a regular basis that cannot uplift our mood, that's where we start there. So we really have to recognize, one, how is my self-talk like? What am I telling myself on a regular basis? What am I telling myself, you know, if I've had a bad day, if I had a hard day, or if I'm feeling lonely, um, what are the thoughts that are consuming me? Um, and once you recognize those as negative, then you start to work on those, um, some reframing, you know, positive statements to yourself and things like that. So once you get the thought life together, because you can't really do much past negative thinking. So once the thought life is together, then you can implement some other tools such as, you know, let me try to exercise. Who do I want to talk with today? Uh, what ho old hobbies I want to pick up or perhaps what new indoor hobbies I want to pick up. So it's just a um, first your thought life, then I start identifying some other coping skills activities that um, people can do and um, just some breath work really. Sometimes you just need to breathe um, to decompress. So I'll teach breathing exercises and things like that as well to cope. And so coping is really on a um, different levels, mind, body, spirit. Stephanie, everyone has that inner voice that talks to us every minute of every may, every minute of every day. Right. It's just that for some people, that inner voice tells us different things, right? Right. No, no, no. It's very true. For many people, we all have self-talk um, to some degree. Um, and some negative, some more negative than others. 
but um, a, a term I use in my practice is called cognitive distortions. Just irrational thoughts that we um, we feel are true and real, and we hold on to them. And so one would be catastrophizing, where we kind of magnify a situation, or maybe something small, but in our mind we have catastrophized it um, as the worst possible outcome. And so a lot of times we have to just sit back and analyze those thoughts and ask ourselves, is this true? Or what evidence do we have to support this particular thought that is bringing my mood down? So, so yeah, the, the thought life is very important to kind of check. Stephanie, in our community, there are certain constituencies that have been more impacted by coronavirus than others. Does that impact, in your opinion, the thought life and the way that we are coping with the situation that we're in? Does what impact? The fact that coronavirus impacts some communities more than others. I think about uh, the African-American community. It's been very clear that COVID has had a more disastrous impact on people who are black or brown than people of other cultures. And in looking at some of the Black Friday shopping on coverage on the news this the other the other day, I just noticed that you did not see many people of color actually out in the stores uh, on on Black Friday to do that shopping because fear of the virus. Right, right, right. No, no, no. That all plays into our mental health as well. And, you know, minorities, the thought life can be thoughts such as, you know, do people really care about us? Because in the midst of COVID, there's also the Black Lives Matter movement. And so it's compounded stress, compounded trauma. Um, The elections also, you know, the results as well has impacted our mental health. So a lot of us can think, I'm a minority as well, you know, do people really care about us? And so when you start thinking about that, that can bring down your mood as well. And then some anxiety is normal. You know, anxiety, um, to a certain degree, it helps us. It helps us uh, stay safe, especially safe from harm and danger. And so another question that, you know, a lot of minorities have is, can we trust the vaccine? Can we trust, you know, a medication um, that will be there to actually help us? Can we trust uh, volunteering for the testing? And so that's another layer of um, a thought life that may bring mood down as well. Um, there's always been issues concerning providers who may who may not look like us, who um, may not put our pri- our care as their priority as well. So. It's just a lot going on that can severely impact the mental health of minorities in particular. And um, these questions, do people care about us? Can I trust a vaccine? Those are real questions that we may replay um, in our minds in the midst of the pandemic and everything else going on. Stephanie, for a very long time, there has been a stigma associated with uh, seeking help when it comes to one's mental health among people of color and other minorities. Are you beginning to see a shift in that attitude? I do see a shift, actually. Um, I really do see a great shift in my practice. I see people reaching out for mental health care on a regular basis. 
And I think um, having providers that are just aware and that look like, you know, other minorities, I think that helps as well. And I think just kind of shifting the narrative that your health is not just related to your physical health. You have to have that component of mental health as, as well. Because um, as I said earlier, if your mental well-being is not okay, a lot of other things fall by the wayside. You're not sleeping well, you're not eating well, or you're using um, toxic coping mechanisms such as heavily drinking, um, other drug use, um, self-harm. There's just other ways that people cope when their mental health are not in order or not intact. You listed some of the things that people may be uh, using uh, to cope that are not as healthy as reaching out and talking to a professional. At what degree do some of those things, not sleeping well, not eating well, uh, abuse of substances, become a red flag for an individual to say, you know, this isn't working, maybe I should call someone? Sure. I tell everyone to look for a disturbance in their everyday behaviors and functioning. So, you know, once it starts impacting your ability to work, maybe you used to be a good worker, you know, came in at nine, left at five, was very involved, and all of a sudden, you know, you're always late, you're sloppy, can't finish assignments, can't finish projects, that is now impacting your um, abilities as a worker. So, Anything that affects your daily functioning or you feel like um, you're not being the best parent that you can be, the best sibling that you can be. Um, there were things that you used to enjoy, uh, concerts. I mean, of course, we can't do concerts now, but just giving an example, there are things that you used to enjoy, um, certain television shows or talking to a certain somebody that just no longer brings joy to you. So th- that to me is always a red flag because we're always going to go through different shifts in moods. We're humans, we're people, we experience that. But once you see a consistent disturbance in your everyday functioning, that is when it is time to pick up the uh, phone and call someone. How does someone who wants to get help find the right help for them? How do you go about finding the correct mental health professional to help you with whatever you might be going through? Sure. There are various ways you can um, look for providers. So uh, one way people may may not know about this is it is through your insurance. Of course, if you have insurance, um, you can always um, just call up your insurance provider and just be real specific about the type of help that you want, the type of provider you want to see, and they can help you navigate to get that um, good match for yourself. Um, Another avenue is through an employee assistant program, which is provided through your human resources department. And um, a lot of times those programs cover anywhere from two to six or six or eight free sessions just to start you off with providers that are in their network. And once again, you can just call up there and um, just give a description of your problem, what's going on, and they will connect you with providers in their network. And that is a, a good place to start, I believe, too, as well, because like I said, it is uh, free sessions. 
Um, there is a limit on those sessions, but if you choose to continue with that provider, you can. Um, there are also online directories. If you just want to, you know, search online for yourself, there is um, psychologytoday.com. There is therapyforblackgirls.com. There's betterhelp.com. Um, so Open Path Collective, I believe, um, just a, a low-cost mental health um, service provider that you can choose as well. And um, there's a few community service boards that every county in the state has a community service board for uh, low-cost, unemployed people who need options to talk to providers. You can call them as well to see what is available. So there are different avenues where you can you can get mental health providers. And if you're really stuck and you have a, a primary care physician, you can always um, ask your primary care physician as well. And Stephanie, also there are those opportunities where providers like you will have uh, sort of a, a big event or a small event where people can come and gather in a safe space to have those conversations. I think you've got one of those coming up in December. Would you tell us about it? Sure. I do have a virtual workshop entitled Overcoming the Holiday Blues. It is uh, via the Eventbrite platform. It will be on Thursday, December 10th at 6.30 p.m. I'll send you a, a link. Um, you don't have to show your face or anything like that if you don't want to. And during that workshop, I'll really give an overview of what the holiday blues look like, how you can cope with the holiday blues, and especially this year with COVID, I'll add a COVID twist to that as well. So it's just a reminder to let people know that they're not alone during the holidays. The holidays are not a happy time for everyone. Pre-COVID, people have always had difficulties around the holidays. So this is just a workshop for you to know that you're not alone. And there are some tools that you can use to cope with during this time. What are some of the reasons, Stephanie, behind why the holidays are not a happy and blissful time for everyone? I mean, I think, you know, what we see on TV is just not it. I think what we see on the television is that, you know, families are intact, families are together, um, these nuclear families, everyone's having a great time, there are no arguments, there's love found at the end of every movie, and that is just not a reality. Um, I think there are an array of family dynamics that make the holidays difficult. Some people may have lost loved ones. Some people may be estranged from loved ones. Some people just might not feel understood by loved ones. And then you can compile the financial obligations that holidays bring on. Some people may not be at that place financially to provide like how they want to for family, for friends. For anyone. Um, some people can't travel. And so, you know, the holidays is just not what we see or what is commercialized in the stores and what we see on TV. Um, you walk into a store in October and you're bombarded and you're flooded with holiday de decorations and holidays this and holidays that. But some people um, are not able to celebrate how we traditionally think the holidays should be celebrated. And I think that's the sticking point with the holidays, not being able to kind of accept, okay, this is where I am. How do I enjoy where I am? How do I celebrate with the people 
that I want to celebrate? How do I do that this year, um, even though it doesn't look like what everyone thinks it should look like? And uh, what makes it difficult is I call it the trifecta of holidays. I mean, once Halloween hits, you have Thanksgiving, then you have Christmas, then you have New Year's. And that just becomes a long, uh, long span of time if you're by yourself or not where you want to be in life. And so, yeah, there are different reasons why the holidays are difficult for uh, many people. Stephanie, I'm thinking about this time last year and we were going into the holidays, the traditional things that we've talked about, about the holiday blues, but so many people were so excited and looking forward to 2020. It was going to be a new year, a new decade, and so much optimism. And certainly 2020 has not been the year that many people expected, largely because of the pandemic, largely because of racial injustice and racial strife, and then the stress associated with the election. What are some of the things that you're going to be telling your clients as as you look ahead to a new year again in 2021? Right, yes. I will be helping with my, my clients just to learn how to be hopeful again, be motivated, be excited for 2021, and to kind of let go of 2020, that would be difficult to do. But um, I'll be helping them move forward, restored hope, restored excitement, restored energy. And also a big sticking point is staying in the box of what you can control, not staying in the box of what you cannot control, because that's what holds us back. So with clients and people I'm seeing, you know, in the year, it will be what is in your control to make 2021 one of your best years yet. So it's not impossible, you're saying, to have hope? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And um, if you stay there where it's impossible to have hope, you're going to bring the negativity from 2020 to 2021, and it's going to be a new year, so there's no need to bring in, you know, what happened in the past. There is a lot more in your control than you think. And once again, for listeners who who might have tried to catch it a moment ago, you do have a a, a Beating the Holiday Blues workshop coming up on uh, December 10th, I think you said? Right, December 10th at 6.30. Yes, and you can find the link if you go to eventbrite.com. If you just type in Overcoming the Holiday Blues, my workshop will pop up. And also, you could also go to my uh, website, www.mindfultherapyworks.com. There's an Overcoming Holiday Blues website link there, and there's also a blog post, you know, um, of six ways COVID may be impacting your mental health that I think is an excellent read if people are uncertain about, you know, what the holiday blues are or am I even impacted by COVID. So there's an excellent read on there for them as well. Stephanie Nichols, licensed clinical social worker. Again, her workshop on Uh, Overcoming the Holiday Blues is at 6.30 on December 10th. And again, her website, mindfultherapyworks.com. I appreciate you making some time for our listeners today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program crafted with you in mind. If there's a guest you'd like to hear interviewed or a perspective you think should be explored, let me know. If you're old school, just write me. 1601 West Peachtree Street, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Or message me via social media. I'm Condos Presley on Facebook, Condo29 on Twitter and Instagram.
Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this very same time as we examine another perspective. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.